0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the rule of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. <laughs> How's it going, Cody? It's
1: it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good, Jordan.
0: It's always fun to, like, have a fight right before we start the show and then just go well, into normal.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you, Jordan. I don't put pauses when we sync up our audio and pokemon's trash so that's okay, that's the no, truth that was that wasn't even a fight the pokemon part wasn't a fight like i just was interested because i
0: thought you liked pokemon and jrpgs and all that stuff and then like you just dropped the bomb and said no i hate all of them
1: yeah it's, it, they're all really bad yeah you know i'm just i'm just disappointed i'm just disappointed in the 3ds this all stemmed
0: from you wanting a 3DS, and I was trying to list games that you would like, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, I don't like Pokemon," and then I don't like JRPGs. It's like, okay, so really, only Zelda? Is like Tetris and Mario? And then you're gonna tell me that you don't like Tetris?
1: I I just want to play Zelda, and um, that's not enough reason to buy a whole console. Yeah, so th- th- it's that's not, not enough it. reason
0: to buy. I just finished Ocarina of Time the remaster. It's great. Like, I mean, Ocarina oh yeah, of time, yes, we all know. But yeah, the remaster's pretty spot on
1: i love that game so much
0: yeah but i was like play i beat the game then i'm like oh yeah so i forgot this is why the zelda storyline whole like timeline thing is so messed up Is because of ocarina of time
1: you know i i got like i got i got beef with that with uh the fact that it's all one continuous timeline that they even try like yeah it, i I not have beef with that it's not I don't good. understand it, what it adds. Like I kind of like the idea of you know there's always a princess, there's always a villain and there's always Link. And Okay, BioShock Infinite. Yeah, right. It, it's it's that kind of thing where it doesn't have to be in a continuous like they can reference past games, they can reference past history, but it doesn't need to be something where there's like a rigid timeline of events because it's practically mythology. You know what I mean? Like, you tell me the date Hercules was born. It doesn't matter. There's stories about Hercules. There's stories about Link.
0: Like, and I'm fine with it being that type of thing. The fact that it's one continuous story, like timeline, is just like, okay, guys, you really didn't have to. And I get like, oh yeah, it's like Zelda and Link are also incarnations of the same, like the hero of light and the princess over and over. That's fine, sure, right? Sure, just leave it at that. But having it, it's like, oh yeah, it's like the one continuous storyline and this game fits here this game fits here there's the branching storylines like the failure arc where it's like um link failed to stop ganon from destroy well, taking over the world and that's these five games or the like um good arc where it's like these five games or it can just be stories told in this universe with these characters
1: right that's kind of (laughs) that's what i prefer i i think that's a better way of looking at it and uh, i don't feel that need to like win nerd fights about when which game is happened you know I, I just don't care it it doesn't matter to me at all really to me the only ones that
0: are like actually matter are ocarina of time well the only timeline like in continuity that matter are ocarina of time and um majora's mass because they are directly connected
1: well yeah that and uh what's the other one uh S- Spear- no, um, Phantom Hourglass and Wind Waker are uh, yeah. the same. Phantom limit.
0: Hourglass, Wind Waker, and Spear Tracks are all also loosely connected. Yeah, and, and I'm fine with no, that. No, wait, no. Being I think it. it's just Hourglass and um, Wind Waker. I don't think Spirit Tracks is part of that.
1: Yeah, like that. But, that's all I need from it. I don't. I don't need anything else. Speaking of though, I've been playing the NES Zelda. I st- I started playing that on Friday. It is really fun. I have never gotten very far into it, but I kind of tr- been trying to like not use safe states as much on the because I'm just using an emulator yeah of um course. and I've been cheating basically uh so oh, I just no. I've just been using online resources because that was a Nintendo power game and oh, you know, I know just that there's like, well, like the notion doing a guide. Of, like, yeah yeah there's like the notion of discovering it yourself but it's like who the frick knows to burn the fourth tree in the fifth board of this game you know it it doesn't make any sense guides are fine i'm perfectly fine with using a guide if like you want just the like the total
0: experience use a guide it's fine i don't care
1: yeah i mean there's times when i don't like when i was first beating breath of the wild i would try not to use a guide at first you know and like try to figure it out myself but breath of the wild Wild
0: is freaking huge
1: it, it is, and it's also, the game's just better because it's newer. <laughs> they, they, they could more easily direct you to certain things and have better clues and things that were less completely convoluted. Um, I have, however, found out, holy crap, do I hate Dark Nuts. Oh my gosh. I'm stuck what? in one room with like eight Dark Nuts and I can't get past it. What I just get destroyed. Nuts? Darknuts are, you know, the the the, you know, the axe guy from Ocarina of Time that had the big armor on it.
0: Oh, yeah, the okay, those guys. Yeah, no, I actually recently, um, a streamer that I watched, like he did the NES Zelda playthrough, and <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks pretty hard actually. <laughs>
1: It it is. And so the dark nuts just so you know in in that context, they're they're the guys that have like full armor, a shield and a sword and walk in like straight lines.
0: Yeah. And you have to hit them from the back to do any damage.
1: You have to hit them from the back and the side. Yeah, so then as soon as you get flicked, your laser like your shooty out sword, you know, yeah, doesn't work anymore.
0: Sword.
1: And the, the and arrows don't do anything to them. Yeah, cuz they Bombs yeah. do, but I only have 4 bombs. And it's like, jeez, it's so hard. I just I can't do it. Again, I
0: will say on a podcast, like Recorded Medium, that Minish Cap is still one of my favorite Zeldas of all time. Like, I have (laughs) such love for Minish Cap. Is that Game Boy Advance? Yeah, it's Game Boy Advance. It was so good, though. It was such a great Zelda game. Like, who would you rather have, an annoying fairy that goes, hey, hey, listen, or a freaking talking bird hat? I would rather have the Um, talking bird hat.
1: I, I would rather have the annoying fairy, because it's not literally attached to your face.
0: Because it's a talking bird hat, and it's probably one of his coolest companions,
1: other than Ben, though. But anyways. uh, You know what my favorite companion was in all of the Zelda games? What? This is going to be a funny joke. Silence and awkward audio! Thank you, Breath of the Wild. Oh, do you not have a companion in Breath of the Wild? Have you not played Breath of the Wild? No, again, I don't have a freaking
0: Switch or a Wii U, so of course I haven't played Breath of the Wild.
1: Yeah, no, it's just silence and, like, this awkward clink-clunky soundtrack that I like. So it's Dark Souls. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it has similarities to Dark Souls in that anything now, I feel like, can be compared to Dark Souls. I mean,
0: Dark Souls, like, there is no music other than the bosses.
1: I didn't know that, actually. Yeah,
0: like, go back and play that. There is no music other than the bosses. Like, that whole thing <laughs> of Dark Souls is that they use um the music and kind of the size of the bosses stuff to psych you out so that you, the boss fight seems a lot harder when, in most cases, the boss fights aren't really that bad.
1: If you, know Jordan, it's Watch. just circle strafe to the left and poke in the butt. Yep, that's, circle strafe, that's, shield that's up, the-
0: circle strafe, slash, 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 and, like, rinse and repeat the whole freaking game. Like I, I, did, I didn't story? even change swords in Dark Souls Three. That's like how rinse and repeat my strategy was. Whereas like every boss, Uh-oh. shield up. You used a circle, sword? Stri- yeah, I just used um the broadsword the whole time, the whole game. I used Boo. the broadsword. I just leveled it up. I used the broadsword the whole entire Dark Souls Three. Um, one I switched off and used this Y hander like halfway through. But three I just ooh. what do you use?
1: Man, all spears and halberts all the time. Uh I just I hate how long the wind up and the swing is and you can get easily
0: hit while you're doing that.
1: Well, if you're using a spear, you can keep you can use your light attack and keep your shield up, which is why I like spears. Okay. Uh, and if you're I, using I a halberd, I I never used the strong attack on the halberd. I well, unless like There was one boss where you could stun lock him by power attacking his legs, and I used the Halbert for that. I just
0: hate Um, how absolutely long the wind-up on those heavy attacks for the heavier weapons are. Just, and then go, eventually. And also, I realized I did, like, a visual medium thing, and no one could see me.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a trade-off. The Halbert, I felt like... It had a fast light attack, and if I really wanted to do like one heavy slow attack, I could switch it to double hand, do a slow attack, and do a crazy amount of Bro, damage. Just hammer but I out three never fast
0: that. attacks with the broadsword, and then move back to having your shield up. That's the only strategy you
1: need. What shield so, did you use?
0: I had don't just a regular. Well, no, I forget. There was some like fire resistance shield, I think, or something. I don't know.
1: Ah, it wasn't anything special. I used an eagle great shield.
0: I just used a I used like the regular shaped shield. I didn't use like one of the bigger shields. Jeez.
1: Did you wear did you wear armor? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was um, fully nude the whole game. <laughs> Are you serious? Did you go for the depraved? No, no no. It wasn't it wasn't like a hardcore thing. My strategy was basically if I get hit, I lose the fight. So, <laughs> so why you have armor? You just went in and just like I'm going to perfect every boss. <laughs> well, kind of like you got to understand, I didn't level up my health at all. Oh the whole game. my god, dude! <laughs> all I did was level up endurance and have a shield that blocked 100 damage. So my stamina meter was like across the screen, and I never put my shield down. That is, it was just like. Oh, just block. Just keep blocking. Oh. Just keep. Blocking. Well, that's that, that like the, the one thing me. I
0: like about watching streams, and like watching other gamers play, because it's always that different uh, approach to the game. Because that's why I really enjoy yeah. watching you play Bioshock Infinite, because you played it a lot differently than I did. You did okay. like hand. You know
1: what? Screw you, Jordan. What? Screw you, and saying you enjoyed watching me play Bioshock Infinite. That whole time I played that game was just you backseat gaming because all I would use is a shotgun yeah, and a hand ex- exactly. cannon. Exactly!
0: Cause I use a pistol and a rifle the whole game. You use shotguns, machine guns. I'm like Oh, shotgun and hand cannon was all you did. Yeah. I would throw yeah. a, No, throw the lightning in so everybody's son to throw a fireball and then just pick off whoever's left. Just pop, pop, pop. No, okay, that's all. I- that was my Again, I have a very like straightforward strategy for pretty much every game i play like that was my um bioshock dark soul shield up sword out um legend of Zelda, ocarina of time was get the upgraded sword and just fight it out like don't even block just fight it out <laughs> fight out and why roll. would
1: you use the big goron sword Dude, it the was bigger the, worst. <laughs> the big Goron
0: sword was the best like it does double damage so all the boss fights were basically cut in half i only needed the, like um bongo bongo the worst boss in that freaking game like i only needed to like stun him twice and the g- boss fight was over
1: pump your brakes on bongo bongo first of all what second of i said pump your brakes on bongo bongo screw bongo bongo he is the worst boss
0: of the game like such a cool boss i hate dude i, I hated that boss, boss fight like okay yeah i know it's like make it easier put on the freaking um air shoes so you can like hover around and not get affected by the bongos but Screw that boss. You have to arrow his uh, – both hands, arrow him in the face as he's charging you. Like, it's really hard to get all of that down at once. It's just—it's a lot of crap going on you're, at
1: once. You're completely bananas. You're so wrong on this It is one. a lot that of crap of going, going on at fights. once. But the
0: one boss that I did get hit once on was the um, twin witches at, like, close to the end. Like – Oh, really? I always suck at those. Oh, yeah. No, that was so easy. It's just like reflect, reflect, okay, and now you feel us together – Shield up, shield up, and now you're on the ground and I'm beating the crap out of you with the big run sword. Dude, that sword- I can
1: usually beat Queen Goma without taking a hit. Was that the first one? Is that this? <laughs> that's that's the that boss of also the, the one that's that the takes only other one minutes. that I took like fought without taking a hit was <laughs> Queen. <laughs> i mean you really can't take very many hits you only have three hearts at that point yeah i didn't get hit once by her because it's like i know how video games
0: work her eyes glowing shoot her in the eye then wait for her to fall
1: yeah it's basically like you can you can knock her down one time if you hit really fast If oh, you tap I, your finger fast i think enough, i was you can three times one time
0: and be done i think i had to do it yeah. three times but anyways we're talking about video games mostly like on action but Also, for the fact that today is video game worlds. It's a good lead-in. What? Yeah, it's a great lead-in. Yeah, video game worlds. Um, so last week we did story. Oh yeah, we did the world shop stories last week, where you told a cool western story and I did space pirates. Yeah. 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 So both. I honestly, I listened back to that episode. It's really, really fun. And if you haven't listened to it by now, people, go back and listen to it. It's a really good, fun episode. Cody is a decent storyteller. Why did you just camera up?
1: You know, Jordan, our audience can't. I see know, but my it videos, annoys the so... crap
0: out of me every time you do this to me. But anywho, um, yeah. So this week is video game world. Jordan,
1: I got bad news. What? <laughs> I don't have a D twenty on me, so I'm have. I'm gonna have to use. Hey, a Cody, dice one I one. have
0: equally bad news. Um, I left all like six set of my dice at um my girlfriend's sister's house because we were playing. D this past weekend i left all of my dice there so i also have to use a computer randomizer
1: well this is this is going to be a real non-tactile episode yeah this is really hands-off and so
0: okay let's go in i'm are you ready to roll or what
1: um yeah
0: okay and we are going to roll and click of the button instead of rolling the dice Ooh, that's not
1: good what do you roll Jordan, what happens when you crit fail? I, I feel like we should have a rule um, for this. Well, then we
0: have to re-roll because I also crit failed.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you, did you use the Wizard of the Coast dice roller? Oh, no, I just used roll dice online. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's really ironic. Okay, well, redo. We both rolled a one, and I okay. don't know what our initiative what? modifiers are. I rolled a six. I rolled a nine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you get to go first. That is hilarious that we both crit failed at the same time. Uh, I think that means we can just say this episode's going to be rough yeah, it's and gonna, not it's feel gonna, bad about ourselves. So I did a different approach
0: to this. Like you said, like, oh yeah, you could create a video game and like build the world about it. So I did a different approach. Mine is more of an MMORPG and I wanted to do what the world will look like being in the point of view of a character that exists in this world. So I'm going to go straight into it. Here's my geography. Oh, so you're the new guy. I heard you were interested in some work. My name is Marcus. I am a shopkeep in this town of Amet. Ahmed is one of many villages in the country Sharon, which is part of the sprawling continent of Evelion. I had to practice saying a word that I created on my own. Oh, also, I hate what you're doing on camera right now. Just let you to know. What am I doing on camera right Nothing. now? Nothing. What you're talking about? East of evalion is the Great Ocean of Ka, home of the Sea People, the Merlantins. To the west is the Great Kingdom of Goldrich, which is warring with the Dark Country of Sinlance. I hate you. North are the Forbidden Zones, where thieves and rogues make their home. Far north is the Ice Country of Frozenlock, and lastly, south is the Great Plains of Exploration, where you can find many small kingdoms, treasures questing opportunities, and a small area where adventurers inexplicably try to kill each other. I really hate you, Cody. Stop it. Cut it out.
1: <laughs> this area is only well, accessed... we doing a
0: little puppet show for you. What?
1: <laughs> Shut up.
0: Just... Anyways, this area is only accessed by the strongest of adventurers. Though it is a town of completely underwhelming size, the town of Metlo is where most adventurers start their journeys. The strong, the noble, sometimes the evil, and even the weird all spawn from this village. This is weird to me because Metlo is usually overrun by giant rats, which is among one of the first missions the
1: adventurer takes on. What's up? I like how you called out the weird. Just just like, you know, the good people, the bad people, even the friggin' weirdos show up here. It's California! Sorry to our Californian listeners. Because it's an MMORPG,
0: so you do get the weird people who like... Well in in the vein of this like it doesn't make sense that there's PvE areas in like the adventurers usually go off to the middle of nowhere and fight each other for no reason whatsoever. So anyways, the weird.
1: No, I just I'm just wondering if you're going to start having like, you know, zoning laws to try to get rid of the weirdos in your area okay. and you're like, "Ugh, we got to start anyways. having like really strong HOAs hey, so these Cody, weirdos don't put Cody, up the wrong Cody, kind of fences." Stop. <laughs> Stop it. What? Stop. <laughs> I'm just, Other than just, killing I rats, they usually do,
0: <laughs> do some odd jobs around there and then head to the great kingdom of Goldridge, making many stops along the way. My town, Omet, is within one of the first few stops on the adventurer's journey. Here I have permanently set up shop under the ancient order of the shopkeep. Our order has always provided goods to the adventurers that explore the continent of evalion My shop is... In particular, sells small goods such as health potions, simple revives, expendable weaponry such as arrows, tools used for fishing or camping, and of course some crafting tools so that the adventurers can make their own items. Our town is highly traveled but usually forgotten by the seasoned adventurer. We usually only see the adventurers shortly after they begin their journey. Some adventurers come by my shop to get a specific item for a quest. Which is hard to come by, but I obliged, knowing that somehow all adventurers need these same supplies. The continent of Evalion goes in and out of crisis, but usually every single adventurer has some sort of hand in that. It's kind of weird, but these are the times that we live in, and that is my first section. Awesome.
1: So mine. Also, I don't know. screw I, you, because you always
0: complain about me interrupting you, and you like you kill my flow every single time.
1: Jordan, that's Without your goal. interruptions, that's my, my flow
0: would be like that of um, Busta Rhymes or some sort of rap rapper man.
1: No, please. Please, Jordan, continue telling me what your flow would be like in halting English. <laughs> you know, if you didn't <laughs> interrupt me, my flow hey, would Cody. be like. Hey, Cody.
0: Screw you. Flow. Screw you. <laughs> and you can start. It'd be Screw like. You. Um, Screw
1: you. That guy. You know. <laughs> Screw you. And you can start. Okay, anyways. Now watch me stumble through. I'm, now watch me stumble Watch through you my whip language. and watch you okay. fail. <laughs> uh,
0: uh. That was that, was that, was, that, was, that was fun. That, that was, was kind of fun.
1: I hope you feel I bad feel about brave. that one. Level one tutorial. <laughs> Welcome, player, to Cartesian level <laughs> one. Your goal here <laughs> is <laughs> simple. As new... No- <laughs> 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 Jordan, you're ruining my flow. Oh, really? Am I, ru- am I ruining your flow? The tutorial does it suck to have
0: someone interrupt you? For does that Cartesian suck? Does that
1: suck? Cody, does it suck? For Cartesian... Level 1. Are oh, right, you ready? Here, let me get some so, other eventual music. Cartesian. Bum. da 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 Jordan, we're going to get copyrighted for this. We're not going
0: to get copyrighted.
1: Okay. Back up. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome, bum, player, da, da, to Cartesian da, 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 Level da, 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 1. Da. Your goal here is simple. As new players, you will have all been given a wonderful plot of land, a small house, a shed, tools, and a pet of your choice. So what choice. is it? Stardew Valley? Enjoy your new farm. Yes. You can always... <laughs> Um, you can always open up a stall at the farmers market every Saturday, Sunday there are community meetings. Remember to talk to the town shops and your neighbors for more information. And supplies. No, you literally just You ever Stardew want to expand your house? Give it a minute. Yes, I did. <laughs> just talk to Mayor Jolly. Okay, so this is level one of a game called Cartesian. Um, let's just say it's a PC Cartesian game why because not? the coordinates weren't um, good enough.
0: I was making a map
1: to <sighs> continue. I, I know what yeah. you were doing. I also took <laughs> So, um, Cartesian. When everyone got it, there was only one level in the game, and it was basically um, a very standard copy of a farming simulator game, except um, massive online multiplayer. So, like, you would boot into the game. You have a plot of land, so and so does everybody online else. online if it sucked more. Yes. Kind of. Yes. So it's a massive world that is procedurally generated the more people play it. So everyone starts off with the same size farm. So the more people booted into the game, the bigger the world got. Um, It was a game that focused on like building a community, building up your farm. It was like basically, you know, your standard rural life simulator. There were NPCs you could like meet and marry and do all that stuff because that seems to always be in those games um but as people kept playing the game they just kind of did what always happens with any of these types of games where there's like a progression and people started learning how to game it so eventually there became like okay everyone knows the best way to make money is potato spamming so you know there would just be massive potato farms where all people would do was grow potatoes with a golden hoe and a sprinkler and that would be the best way to earn money um am um, actually so eventually sorry, the Cody world became we were very... to use the
0: term sex worker not hoe anymore just just saying <laughs> the
1: gardening <laughs> implement a hoe meant for well and also sorry a golden potato fork because you really wouldn't use a hoe for potatoes but whatever um, you'd use the hoe for weeding it doesn't matter anyways um, and that's just an example so people eventually figured out all the exploits that there could be in the game to figure out how to make the most money possible um, and eventually what happened is people started to explore more and more. They eventually found massive cave systems, and um, that led them to a door. The first person that opened the door was introduced to level two, and that's that's Ooh, my first
0: Interesting. Section. So I'm getting um, Stardew Valley, Ready Player One, Hack sign all in one. Oh, and Sword Art Online, because screw you.
1: You know, it's really hard to do this without being derivative. That was the issue that I, I had, but go ahead. <laughs> bro. I know it's derivative. And that's just how it goes. But there was an
0: episode where you made fun of me for being very derivative. So here we are.
1: No, no, no. It's deserved. Like literally, as I was writing this, I was like, I came up with this idea. It is in fact Ready Player that, One.
0: And that's Dang why I like it. specifically <laughs> is like, oh, mine's just gonna be a parody. <laughs> but anyway,
1: yeah. On to my well, next section. Don't don't even get me started on how there's a game of exactly what you're doing called. Uh, Reseteer, but anyway Oh yeah
0: I was morally like um forming my mind off of Ruinscape or World of Warcraft.
1: Well no but the, I'm talking about the thing where you own a shop and sell oh, to wait, the Oh wait there's actors. actually already a, a shopping game. Oh, sort of a. Yeah, two of them actually. Reciteer and um uh it's called Night uh I thought what's it called when you do work after hours? You know what the I'm talking shift. about? Um No, 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 no. You know, and it's like kind of sketchy work that you're doing, like after hours and kind of in the same moonlight. Moonlighting, Moonlighting, yes. No, moonlighting. So, Moonlighter and Restitute are both like shop management games where you sell to the adventurers going. And I thought I was
0: making a parody and being satirical, but apparently I'm just copying off of other worlds.
1: Ha! (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) You know what? Derivative.
0: (laughs) You're gonna call down the thunder. (sighs) Gauntlet Throne. Okay, all right, here's my Jordan. flora and fauna, I'm all, I'm all but leaders, for man. once, this is my longest section. Yeah, I'm proud of myself with this. Okay, we have animals of all sorts. Pigs, cows, horses, bison, you name it, we probably have them. The adventurers only are only interested in these types of animals for their own gain. Eating fresh meat helps regain strength. Drinking milk allows the adventurers to regain magical power. I don't know how any of that really works, seeing as none of these animals have magical properties. But it is what the adventurers need. The butcher shops and the cooks are always the busiest amongst the people in in the order. But we always provide what the adventurer needs. Other than just normal animals, there are those that are classified by the Explorers Guild as monsters. These are... (laughs) Gosh, you made fun of my flow, and now I'm like really self-conscious about that. (laughs) There are- Yeah, yeah, you, you, you screwed me, Cody. There are many different monsters, such as Banshees, Ogres, Trolls, Dragons, and Goblins, just to name a few. There are many others varying in size and classification type. One rule of thumb about these monsters is that the stronger the monster of the same species, the only thing that changes is their color. The strongest ones that... Lead the other monsters or bosses as some like to call them usually have different color and maybe more armor or a few spikes. The adventurers hunt and fight these monsters receiving money for certain bounties. The gross part of all of this is that after the adventurer defeats the monster they loot the bodies for any usable parts. All the way down to the monster's entrails. Of course they sell these items back to the shopkeeps like me for money. And as part of the ancient order, I have to accept any item that is sold to me. So of course, it makes sense that I want five ogre stomachs and 65 spider eyes. You know, how do they even extract spider eyes without damaging them? None of this makes any sense. But I digress. They sell to me, I give them money, and then see if any of the crafting shops can use what was given. It's gross, but sometimes these materials are used to make weapons, armor, or magical potions and spells. Outside of the animals, we have the special plants. Evelion is rich with precious herbs and flowers. These can be used to craft potions of health or used for magical healing purposes. The herbs aren't rare and sometimes even looted off the dead bodies of the monsters. These can be found anywhere, but not all adventurers can A. recognize them right off, and B. craft with them. They learn these skills by experience or they can learn crafting at certain shops. Most beginning adventurers solely craft at the shops as crafting out in the field requires special skills. Recipes are made for these herbs but have to be taught by the shopkeepers. These skills are a hot commodity which makes the ancient order of the shopkeep even more relevant in this world of Evelion. Lastly, one more crafting item are the crystals that grow naturally in Frozen Lock and the Ocean Ka. These can be used as a catalyst for those with magical abilities, but they take special handling. Most magic stores stock these, but do not inform the customer until they can prove they have completed a certain quest. Despite being able to obtain most magic at a shop, a skilled magic user knows that to access stronger items, you need to combine what the shop provides with raw mind materials. Going to Ka and entering the great city of merlantis gets you access to these special crystals but first you need to help out the high Uh, sorry wow (laughs) you have to help out the high Merlanton because he's smoking pot and some crap sorry you have to help out the (laughs) merlantan high advisor
1: hang on real quick jordan i just want to say props on the fantasy name merlantans that's pretty good not a sarcastic props
0: yeah no i was trying to figure out How can I, like, convey that they're mermaids and that it's, like, in a setup of Atlantis without straight up saying, hey, we have this hidden city under the sea called Merlantis. So, like, oh, let's just call them Mermaid Atlantis. Merlantis. Done.
1: Yeah, no, I I get it. It's good. In Merlantis
0: and Frozen Lock are immense mines where some adventurers spend a lot of their time mining these materials. They then either sell these items back to the shop, use them for magic or trade with one another for items. Ivalian is, va- is a vast source for all the materials a shopkeeper will need. The Order sends out acolytes to bring us the materials we need, but we have never been in crisis of running out, even during wars with other kingdoms or the gods. And that's my second part.
1: Anywho, Okay, now on to your next part. This is level five tutorial. Congratulations on finding the fifth level of Cartesian space is a difficult place so get to know your crew question get to know your ship
0: um first of all you said ship i didn't realize you said ship oh my gosh <laughs> get to know your <laughs> but so question you started from level one now you're on level
1: five yeah there's there's gonna be it doesn't it's not a linear y- okay. you'll see you'll see okay, it's explained at the end congratulations on finding the fifth level of cartesian space is a difficult place so get to know your crew and get your ship running Make a name for yourself in the galaxy. Currently, your cruise vessel is highly damaged. Good luck trying to survive. <laughs> so, uh, as people have been going through the game, every level is essentially a new game. So, level two was a completely different game from level one. And every time a player enters a new level, they're basically restarting Ready fresh player again. one. So, it's completely different what's expected. It's not though. It's different because in that one, none of your stuff ever resets unless you die, which is also true in my. It's not derivative, um, except for it's very derivative. Except for it is so. Around level, the first four levels were easy enough that people very rarely died. If like literally never. So like in the first level, there's not even a way to die. Um, So in level five is when people started running into character death. Um, because it is mostly a survival game. So you start the game stranded on a ship with five other random people. Or I guess four other random people, crew of five. Um, and your goal is to survive. So the f- first order of business is just repairing your ship, which not everyone does. So some people immediately died in the game because they just like ran out of oxygen. And that's where people basically found out is if you die, you have to restart over again at level one and then work your way back up again, So, um, which is a significant investment of time. So in this one, like I say, you start the game out and it is, again, MMO style because this is an online game, so there's tons of people. When you enter this game for the first time, you're randomly assigned a crew. Once there's five people, you're stuck on a ship just adrift in space. And the goal is to basically build yourself up to be as successful as possible in a massive space environment. Um, So ship-to-ship combat, this was like the first time PvP was introduced. So ship-to-ship combat was a really big thing and that's basically like, you know, a complicated dance of coordinating all of your different shipmates and making sure, you know, like, your engineering guy's repairing the ship, your weapons guy's firing weapons, your piloting person's good at piloting. And then... On the other side, there's another ship doing that. So at first, it was this was kind of like the craziest time in this game because like people were getting killed all the time because you know like a ship would run across another ship and they just blow each other up. Um, but eventually, structures started to form. It took a really long time to find the next level. So as a result, the biggest commodity in this game, aside from like the obvious in-game stuff, so you could always go and pirate things or like oh I'm gonna do a trading mission and hope I don't get robbed, you know um but amongst the players the currency that developed was information so people were constantly trying to find the next level and so you could trade like map information or like areas that you know have been explored and are not the next level um and as a result two main things happened um pirates became extremely prevalent so if you were a five-person ship that was relatively successful the best thing you could do is attack other ships so smaller groups of people ended up being pirates and just making, you know, the areas more dangerous, whereas, like, larger, huger conglomerates became, like, these massive guilds. Um, And then those massive guilds would go to war over, like, hunting territory for where someone might find the next level. And um, also just, like, in-game supplies to kind of, like, further bolster their group. Okay. Yeah, and this is, like I said, where the game kind of started to get hectic um, because it was the most sprawling and most complicated part of the game. There were whole worlds to explore, um, and also the nature of it being PvP meant that, like, it became more it, hostile yeah, than it had been Yeah, you could easily get past. got pretty easily. Right, right, right. And then it's frustrating because you have to restart through all these other levels, and you have to go back to, like, making your farm, doing all that stuff, then do level... You know what I mean? So it's it's a investment of time to not have that happen to you.
0: Is it... That you get sent back to level one, and you have to do all the level one stuff and then find the gate, or can you just run and find the gate to level two, run and find the gate to the next one?
1: You know, okay, so here's the the plot hole in this. I don't know why you couldn't just walk up to the gate, but in my head, you kind of had to start over as farming. I don't know how that would be implemented. Well I feel like you will probably need like some
0: like special items to get to the level two gate.
1: Yeah, that could be it. Like you have to grow the seed plant or you have to grow the key plant and to grow the key plant you have to have this many bushels of wheat or whatever, you know. That turns into a key seed. Um, but yeah, so you would kind of have to restart, maybe not as much because you know the way to do it, but you still have to do a bunch of steps to get yourself back to being on this ship. Yeah. Like after you've done it
0: a couple times, you can like speed run into like five minutes and get to the next part, but as you still have to do work.
1: Right. And like I said, everyone just figured out the best way to make money is to man, just potatoes, potatoes, potatoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You start the game, you make 50,000 potatoes and then you go to the next level. Yeah. Right. Um, so now this is when mythology kind of starts to grow around this game. When it was first sold to people, it was not said how big the game <laughs> so is. So every game now. Um, there's no definite reward for... <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> And there's like no definite reward for getting to the end of the game. It's just people don't know what happens. So it's kind of exciting to find out. And also it's a game that every time you're like, oh man, I really wish I had a new game. It's like, we'll just beat the level and then you get a new game. So uh, that is level five. I like
0: how you have like some of like you know video game realism. Like for the first level, it would be pretty much a month in before people start it's like, okay, yeah, to get really high up really quick, you need to just be a potato farmer, just like and like so every like you'd be trading secrets or be yeah, like, right. a bunch of games like, oh, how to like like the best way to do this in blah 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 like so i like that you kept it in that realistic world
1: yeah how to earn ten thousand dollars in five minutes i I, I like that well and then the thing for this other one is it kind of reminded me of like people talk about the crap that happened for something like eve online where you know there'd be like these giant ship battles happening on the internet with like thousands of people involved just like wrecking each other for no reason But I also
0: like the introduction of PvP because it's, like, one of those things where, like, oh, yeah, it was just fun and sweet. And then we got, like, you know, the regular gamers who just want to, like, sit around and kill each other. And then there's obviously going to be the griefers and people who just get on just to mess with people and kill them and send them back to level one because it's fun. It's just, yeah. I, I enjoy... I'm excited to see what you do for your society parts of this. I really... Or are you just going to keep doing levels?
1: I don't really have those. I'm going to level with you. This one does not have defined sections. It's fine. Do you have the right number of sections at least? I have four. Hopefully that's the right number.
0: Okay. At least we have that.
1: (laughs) All right. Jordan, it's all you. Okay.
0: Society history, which is usually my longest section. And it's just kind of, it's average. So if has a very old and convoluted history, I will do my best to describe it all. Ancient man lived amongst the gods and they worked as one. But it turns out as the gods thought they were perfect, unfortunately, ancient man was not, and was susceptible to the dark desires of the heart. The gods then hid themselves from man because they feared man would either destroy the gods or themselves. Because of this, some gods turned evil, wanting to wipe out man before the threat of uh, sorry, the threat they posed became any worse. This was called the order of the Fallen Angel. The fallen angels fought with man for centuries until finally an agreement was made. The gods would live separately from man and man would fight to protect the world. Some men would still give in to their dark desires like those who live in the Dark Country, Sinlands. So the self-righteous, sorry, the righteous country of Goldrich fights against them. The Dark Country has spread out all over the world influencing the rest of the world towards evil and thus most adventurers choose to fight against them. Though, there are those who lose their way and fight with the Dark Continent. And then there are even those who forget what's going on and just choose to fight each other day in and day out in the south. Look, I really don't get it either, I just work here. The Ancient Order of the Shopkeep is all I care about. The Ancient Order was founded by a group of merchants in the beginning days of Goldrich. They created an allied chain of stores that would supply goods to everyone in the kingdom. Of course, rivalries started because you can't have a complete monopoly on all goods. So the shopkeeps, instead of battling each other for sales and goods, they decided to work together as one unit across the entire continent of Vivalion. In order to make a net profit and live comfortable lives, the Order was founded and the laws of the Order were created to be followed by all. 1. You must sell to every customer, good or evil. 2. You must always keep your wares stocked. 3. You must accept all goods sold back to you regardless of use. 4. The shop must stay open at all times, even during during war. 5. You must stick to the given script no matter what is said to you. 6. You will not compete with your fellow Order members, but instead work together for a net profit. Anyone who breaks these rules has their shop taken from them and are rejected from the Order. They no longer... sorry. They are no longer allowed to set up shop within towns or villages and must be forced to live the nomadic lifestyle. For example, Kurg the Bandit. He lives in the plains of exploration and sells buffing medicines, (coughs) drugs, (coughs) forbidden weapons, and dark magic (laughs) to the high-level (laughs) adventurers. They have to keep their prices high because they don't get too much business or have the money benefits of the order. Other rogue merchants live amongst the bandits and rogues in the north. And that is my section. So I also thought it was funny. One thing I wanted to point out about what I said. I thought it was funny. Like in these games that you have like these buffs. Like, oh, yeah. It's like take this medicine. You're like you get like a strength boost for five minutes. Those are basically just steroids and drugs. That's just taking a drug
1: and like going <laughs> insane. So like, I was like, yeah, he sells buffing medicines.
0: They're ah, drugs.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah great here's the bath salts you're gonna go crazy yeah, like, but you're gonna just be don't take them around people you're you care going be really about. fast really strong and you could jump really high but
0: here take these trucks
1: anyways then you're gonna want to eat people's eyeballs so <sighs> the, the goal here is right before you get to the boss room you just have <laughs> like eight of these take the magic potion and then you black out you wake up the boss is dead <laughs> and you're just like eating his <laughs> leg like <"Ugh>, what's <laughs> the happening the boss to is me? torn apart with <laughs> blood and like what just happened yeah, like the boss's wife and kids are like crying in a corner. Like, what? This is supposed to be like a like a duel and you're eating his what? eyeballs. <laughs> but I I want your I want your players to go into like an insane bloodlust, like dumping like buckets of viscera on themselves <laughs> like, oh, "I'm ready to begin." Oh gosh, that's that's so funny. Adventurer drugs. Don't ever take (laughs) them. Not (laughs) once. When it comes to red potions, just say no. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Your turn, buddy. All right. (laughs) Level 38, tutorial. Players, it's time to get back to basics. There are only six buttons you need to worry about. Up, down, left, right, attack, and interact. Getting used to a 2D perspective will probably take some time, but the goal is simple. Get through eight boards. Each board has at least one town and one boss. Good luck, and remember, you only have three lives. Otherwise, the game is over and back to Ooh, the beginning. That sucks. So, level 38 was a weird one. People had been getting very used to kind of combat-driven, leveling up various kind of themes on a similar um, a similar format of, like, the MMO. You know what I mean? Like how all MMOs have some very similar things. So, people got used to those, um, but level 38 was the weird mix-up. This is where the game just became a really difficult esoteric 2d side scroller um the biggest thing that made this game uniquely difficult was how short it was but it was still it still took the same amount of time for people to get to the so next level every
0: single nes and the game. reason
1: for that was yeah 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 so it's the same reason that nes games were impossible to beat before emulators See existed. earlier conversation um, about legend of zelda nes <laughs> see earlier conversation about legend of zelda but also like every nes game where it's like oh the secret is you have to whip this wall four times and then you get to advance to the next stage it's kind of that level you have to kill seven enemies without getting hit and then you get a heart yeah right and it's just random stuff like that is became built into the game the other thing that um was kind of not necessarily unique but just Kind of like in the theme of this world or this kind of like subworld, as it had, of course, like individual levels, and all of those had themes. So it was known that the first seven levels were gla- grassland, lava lake, tundra town, haunted nightmare, dungeon dimension, space place, alienscape, and then the final level was just question mark, question mark, question mark, and that meant that they just reused all the assets from the previous level in the last level and just mixed them all together and called it the end of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So instead of, like, making new enemies, they're just like, well, we're just going to use the boss from level one. We're going to stick it in the last level. And that's the boss. You know what? I- that's that's the mini boss now. Um, <laughs> like every NES game. So this game. was a game that... <laughs> At, like every NES game, yeah. Um, the other addition was having bosses, um, which was something that people were not used to because usually it was just, like, finding the right place or doing enough things. But having actual really difficult boss fights was something new. Also so was having three lives. So it used to just be if you died at all, you know, you'd have to go back to the beginning. Well, in this, you did have three lives and you could gather more lives, but you had it was kind of something you had to manage. You know what I mean? Like if you ran out of continues, you had to go all the way back to farm town and go back to potatoes. So this was another one where a lot of people died really quickly because it was just so new and different. It was also the only level where it was basically not a... MMO anymore really it kind of still was the towns everyone would show up so if you were in a town um you would see a bunch of different players and you could trade you could interact you could talk you could share secrets which was a very important thing but as soon as you walked out into the world you were on your own okay um which was easy to do because the worlds were so small so a lot of what it was was trading information like hey, the way you find the secret door is by whipping up three times and then uh, you know a key falls on your head. That's how it works. Sorry, Castlevania. Your game was Whip the entirely chandelier impossible for um,
0: a turkey, I think, or something like that.
1: Yeah, there was all sorts of stuff where it'd be like, go and crouch in this corner, whip the wall, and then the wall will break and behind it there's a turkey. Like,
0: yeah, yeah okay? Castlevania's great, but weird to Or sound. yeah,
1: Legend of Zelda, where it's like, burn the fifth tree. Like... Why would I have ever This is how this game is it really takes four hours to beat, but can get stretched out into thirty <laughs> years. The other um the other main difference was there was a very limited number of items, so you know, each level you could get a unique item and you'd need that item. But really what it was was a skill game, and that was the first time this was true. You couldn't just grind away and level your character up and eventually become invincible like you usually can in kind of MMOs. There really was no leveling. If you had the item, that's it. You just actually had to get good enough at the game that you could beat the bosses. So the result was a lot of people died, and it took forever for people to get past this level. I'm done.
0: No, I really, like, you capture kind of the spirit of video games with your world. Like, I really like that. <laughs> just, like, especially with this last one. It's like I tried. all the NES games where you just have to do something crazy. Like, you, how would you know unless you talked? to other people and that's like was part of the fun of those old games yeah it's like you would share secrets oh yeah i played this and i found this secret so you should check out this area Jordan,
1: that's the lie they tell you it was so you would buy nintendo yeah it really it really was was so you would straight up buy (laughs) it
0: yeah like i can't even like defend that that was straight up lie.
1: you want the map for legend of zelda buy nintendo power
0: well, they also used to have like a call-in line where you could call in and yeah, and get like and it was line. um it it had a toll on it, so you still had to pay like forty dollars to yeah. call in and find out how to like get to the next dungeon in Zelda. Like that's awful.
1: Can you imagine being oh a parent at that time and getting your phone bill and being like, Timmy, why is there a hundred dollars for calls to Japan? I doubt that. Man, you I think it was California. Japan, you know what I mean. <laughs>
0: But still, if you're like me, living like the Midwest, better. then that's a pretty far call back in the day. Now it doesn't matter. Now you can call everywhere.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also yeah. you just Google yeah, it. And, yeah. You know, don't need a, to a thousand. Call there's like a site dedicated. to oh, there's like to the game sites. now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a wiki. Okay. So, anyways, Jordan, section three. Yeah, that's or my four. Last This section. is your last section. Here okay. Me,
0: Society current. Society hasn't changed much in my lifetime. It is just the same cycle over and over. The adventurers go out on their grand adventure and either side with Sinlance or Goldrich. Eventually, the war will progress. One of the gods will become disillusioned by this, revealed he is the evil behind everything, and of course the adventurers have to go and kill that god. This happens about every few years. First, it was was disconcerting, but you get used to all of it. Some people still worship their gods even though that god is most likely to turn evil and straight up get murdered. Religions sometimes hold out strong and when their god dies those orders turn to wanting to exterminate man creating more quests for the adventurers. Other religions die out altogether, but it's the same cycle over and over again. Adventurers pour out of Metlo by the hundreds each day. They interact with each other forming crews and alliances along the way. They have split into four different classes of fighting types. Battle mages, healing clerics, melee fighters, and rangers slash archers. A good clan has all four of those types. Though it seems that after killing a god and completing their mission of pushing back against Sin Lance or Goldrich, most adventurers and their clans go off and explore the Great Plains to the south, no longer worrying about their master quest. It seems a bit crazy to me, but the clans battle each other in the Great Plains for better weapons and loot. They buy from rogue salesmen and all but forget our order. It's a crazy cycle of money and death. It will never end as long as there are new adventurers. But I am just a simple shopkeep, upholding the rules of the order. The members of the order all have a friendly relationship, and during the nights we all meet around the towns and tell stories of weird requests and the items that were sold back to us. These days every shopkeep takes on an apprentice, that's how we spread our work and keep the order running till the end of time. The goal is to keep this world running one adventure at a time. Without those who adventure and take on the evils of this world, things would fall apart. It doesn't seem like an easy job, but it's a job we have nonetheless. Uh, uh, hold on, a customer's here. Welcome to my shop, how may I help you? Is that all? Hope to see you soon. See what I mean? It goes on. Anyways, I have to get back to work. So, what do you say? Want to join?
1: And that's my world. Jordan, there's a cute similarity oh, between gosh. our worlds, do you worlds, d- no. We'll get to Oh no! I wouldn't be original. No, 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 no. It's 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 not bad. Okay. It's not bad. You'll do see. Do you I mean. steal my um angler whales again? Level do you ninety-nine. Steal angler whales again? No, no, no. I'm no. still <laughs> mad about that. That you made no, fun of me uh, and then you stole it in the very next episode. <laughs> level ninety-nine tutorial congratulations you are the 99th player to beat the game so now you get to design this level our goal is to have a game that never ends cartesian's greatest asset is not the levels it's the creation tool everyone who beats the game is given access to these dev tools and is allowed to create a world of their own so what world were you will you build see how they both kind of end with an invitation to like that's cute I, i do
0: i do really like that wait is that the
1: end of your thing Well, kind of, yeah. I was going to give a little bit more explanation. That's just, like, what pops up on the screen. So, basically, the way this game worked, when they released it, it did only have one level, and then a full development kit that was supposed to be, like, the most robust and easy to use. And that's why you're the 99th
0: Um, person to beat it, because... That's why there's 99 levels.
1: Yeah, so the first person to beat the the first person to beat the farming level made the second level. Ah, the second the per, the first person to beat the second level this. made the third level. The first person to beat the third level made the fourth level. The first person to beat the fourth level made the space world. And on and on and on and on and on. So the game kind of grew organically. So level to level, they all like remind you of a previous level and you can kind of see the slow change and you can also see the milestones where people went hey i want to change what this thing is completely so that's why like the space world was such a big jump was because someone went i'm tired of the way these these games were i want to change it same thing where once it kind of became samey someone went let's make an nes game to just throw everybody off and make it really hard so every time a player then clears all of those levels, they get to then make their own addition. Um, So the idea with the Cartesian like tool set that lets you make these levels, like I said, is that it's supposed to be super intuitive and really powerful. um, And then it's basically just like the players given a non-disclosure agreement to not tell everyone that what it is at the end is you get to make the next level. Um, But I kind of liked that idea of it being a like, slow community built game because that's kind of what and, games do now yeah. you know like with modding and stuff that they'll like get drug yeah. on forever just becoming different games slowly um but they're like kind of built on this basic framework um, I, so i, I kind of liked that notion of like almost gamifying basically i kind of love that and i love how like okay, okay so the
0: first person finds it and so that's why like you know it takes a long time before the first actual door shows up and I kind of like how you hinted at it in a way by yeah. just like ending your first part at, oh, welcome to level two. And just, I I really like this idea. I was making fun of you for being super derivative, but I think you had a truly creative, truly fun idea at the end of that.
1: Well, now here's the thing that is derivative. It is basically what happens at the end of Sword Art Online, and basically what happens but at the end not, of Ready Player One. No, not, but not that's okay. Not I'm the same over it. As Ready Player One
0: because he doesn't create anything new. He just okay. We're gonna only have two days where you can't use the game, so you know people will live their real lives. And It is just like yeah, okay. That you made it so much better. You saved Those the world. Were sleeping you with idiot. his girlfriend. I days. hate Ready Player One. Sorry, I. I hate it that part of Ready Player
1: One. I don't hate it. I just don't. I, I'm I'm like mildly okay with it. But anyways, Jordan, so now what I kind of want to do, and this is a little dorky, but I kind of want you to add a level to my world. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, let's pretend like, so you get to tell me what you would want level 99 to be. Well, this is my I mean, I would really, see,
0: because <laughs> I'm like that type of person, I would want it to be like a sprawling adventure world where it's like, you know, um, like your usual, like big open field you go find adventure like dungeons kill some dragons and then have to save the world type thing it would be it would be an mmo like it would basically be my world at the end of yours (laughs) it would basically be my world at the end of yours instead of like after you kill the god or whatever going to just doing pve stuff you then go and then to level 100 so yeah that's that's the kind of mood I am with games because I mean I just beat Zelda. My favorite other favorite game is um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is big sprawling adventure world and like taking on enemies type thing. That's a game it's I need really to play
1: good. at some point. But man, oh man, do I not yeah, want to buy a the console? Yeah, that's the only it.
0: thing bad about these exclusives. <laughs> PlayStation is killing it with the exclusives, but I see being someone who doesn't have one of the systems, as I am with the Nintendo Switch, I can't just go out and buy a new gamer. Yeah, that's uh, our game.
1: I can't buy a gamer. <laughs> Slavery. I would. Uh, I would make a really dense urban planning. Oh, SimCity. Like or Sim or city. um, <laughs> there's this one
0: like decently new city planner game that I've um. City no, Skyline. Something else. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anywho, um, any other comments on worlds and things you, discussion that you want to talk about or anything? Nope
1: i'm good that was that was my world so you just got you got to roll it man you you got the initiative this time so you get to pick our next world pull
0: both my dice up and the roll chart up at the same time so i can see what i'm doing Uh, okay um yeah well that's interesting god we literally i i kind of don't want to do this because we literally just did this (laughs) is i rolled 13 write a story based on one of your co-host worlds we, nope, we we're literally not doing it. <laughs> just did this. I don't want to do this like right one after another.
1: I'm I'm vetoing it. That's too it, soon.
0: Put it in the pocket. That one's rolled, and we're just gonna do that like five episodes from now.
1: We are cursed yeah, eventually to do that in our old world. This
0: is right one in the co-host world, so I have reign over your worlds. But anyways, I'm gonna roll again. That's just in the back pocket right now. Um, okay well crap i just rolled another nat 20 oh what's that then tragedy world Ooh. so weird this was a suggestion by your wonderful wife and like tragedy world like Uh, kind of like maybe like a shakespearean type tragedy world where you know this that whole type of thing
1: i would oh yeah i i got it i know what i'm doing i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what i'm doing in the least bit (laughs) I, like, I didn't until just this moment, and it it came to me what I'm going to do, and it's going to be amazing, and I'm so excited. Okay, so,
0: for, like, coming up with ideas, like, tragedy world, this was your wife's idea, but tragedy world, to me, like, in a way, like, Dark Souls world is kind of a tragedy world.
1: Dark Souls world is a tragedy world. Okay. I will say that I am definitely going slightly slightly silly on this one.
0: Oh, you're going silly on this one.
1: Like, have you read a lot of tragedies, like, really, like... I read Shakespeare. into, like, tragic theater? Yeah. All oh, I have is Shakespeare, dude. Okay, so... Just kind of, like, imagine, like, that melodrama. You know it's what kinda, I mean?
0: It's both. I think of tragedy as it's a world set up where things are just going to go bad, regardless of kind of like, in a way, Bioshock Infinite, like where it's like, no matter what you do, you always yeah, go down yeah. this path and this thing always happens so
1: yeah i mean that's not i don't think that's an untrue way of looking at it yeah
0: i i don't know i this is gonna be a really difficult one for me to come up with but like seriously i hate how again we did this is the second nat 20 in a row by the way
1: i think that just means your dice
0: is weighted this is a online dice (laughs) so i I don't think there's any weight well never mind but uh yeah, um,
1: maybe it's just like nice it's a, it's a swingy dice to make your games more interesting <laughs> maybe maybe just a swingy di-
0: but yeah i do enjoy how we got write a story based on your co-host world so we'll save that for a couple episodes from now but that is in the back pocket as well as um yep but yeah next week maybe is going to be our um tragedy world but anyways that's a discussion for later so cody please plug the wandering gamer network because I'm tired of
1: doing it. Oh, okay. Listen to the Wandering Gamer Network. We do we do Let's Play or actual we do What do wait, you do What is it if it's, a, what what it's an RPG? Okay. We do let's actually play RPG podcasts, because I don't remember if it's Let's Play it's, or It's actual, actual play. play. It's actual play. Co- Cody. We do actual play podcasts. It's sad that I, of, the person who just got
0: on the uh, Wandering Gamer Network, does a better job at explaining the Wandering Gamer Network than the person who's been there from the beginning.
1: It's just because you're such a devoted fan, Jordan. Um, don't correct anyone, but don't, but don't correct me on that. Yeah, I was about, like, I was about was to be like, well, but anyways. But yeah, we play we play D and D mostly. Um, we've also played Fantasy Flight, Star Wars, um, City of Mist, Crystal Hearts, and a bunch of other things. So if that sounds interesting, check us out at the Wandering Gamer Network. You can just like put it into any podcatcher, or we have a website. If you Google it, it'll show up.
0: Yeah, and also that's where you could find this podcast. You could just look down in the description for the link. Anywho, um you can check me out on um something I guess zero zero at twitch and also on this podcast. <laughs> so if you didn't realize that you're checking me out here, you can also check me out here. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho,
1: Jordan, I don't know who's more awkward at plugging their stuff. I, I, you I, had, I had to one up you on how bad that was. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, check us out. We'll see
0: y'all next week. It's going to be a little dicey because of the holidays, but we will definitely try
1: to yeah. record as much as possible. So see you soon. Bye. Bye.